Welcome to the show. This is the Brief News Brief presented by the Life Given Radio. I'm your host, Samuel Isaac Lopez. I have good news and I have some bad news for you uh, this evening, this morning, whenever you're tuning into the Brief News Brief. Uh, for better or for worse, I am an optimist. So uh, we will begin and end with the good news. Uh, the middle part is just a reminder a good reminder of what happens when an entire culture pulls a Romans 1 18, which says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and righteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. This is really the only way I can explain the middle part of our show today. But Paul exposes these kinds of men, the men we're going to be talking about, for what they truly are. And what they truly do. They are suppressors of the truth. But before we go to that, uh, welcome to the Supreme Court, Amy Coney Barrett. She was finally sworn in. Uh, she recited the judicial oath Tuesday morning and administered by Chief Justice John Roberts, officially beginning her tenure as the 115th Justice on the Supreme Court per a CNN report. Yes, we do use CNN. Um, I use reporting from both sides of the aisle. Uh, Barrett's nomination may be one of my favorite President Trump actions in the last three and a half years. Also on that, the election is coming up around the corner um, and things are getting crazy. The following stories to, um, to kind of exhibit that. Uh, but back to Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, all Supreme Court justices participate in the ceremony, except Justice Stephen Breyer, who listened by phone from his home in Cambridge and felt it was safest to avoid travel and attend virtually, according to the court's public information officer, Kathy Arberg, also from CNN. So I guess not everyone is excited to hear that, uh, to see the swearing of uh, now Justice Amy Coney Barrett. This has the opportunity to be a ma major step in the right direction. Uh, Kip and I discussed this on the cut and the dry on the last episode, but when men fail to step up, you get jails to fill the ranks. And I think ACB is a worthy, um, is a worthy jail to have in the Supreme Court. Moving on to what I can qualify as the bad news portion of this podcast episode. Um, we have a turncoat amongst us, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Republican governors have flown their true colors high from their parapets. Governor Brad Little, conservative Republican Brad Little of Idaho, took us back to stage three in the state of Idaho, which means the following. The main repercussion of this move coming from the Idaho statesman.com is that the limit on indoor gatherings reverts to 50 people or less and outdoor gatherings will be limited to 25% capacity. You know, at the beginning of this, I wanted to give leaders and politicians the benefit of the doubt back in March, but the leash has quickly shortened and I have become increasingly doubtful as to their reasons and motivations. At best, they're fearful and really do want to help, just misapplying how they want to help. At worst, they're doing this to get someone into office whose name isn't Trump. So another governor who puts 
the demon and Democrat is the California governor, Gavin Newsom. He recently put out his Thanksgiving guidelines, all gatherings, and I'm, I'm just going to read this, okay, straight from the article from Newsweek. All gatherings must include no more than three households, including hosts and guests, and must be held outdoors lasting for two hours or less. The longer the duration of the gathering, the risk of transmission increases, the statement noted, the statement that this report is reporting on. Gatherings, the statement continues, gatherings that occur outdoors are significantly safer than indoor gatherings. All gatherings must be held outside. Attendees may go inside to use restrooms as long as the restrooms are frequently sanitized. So once again, to to remember, the only way you can celebrate Thanksgiving with three households or more is to have it outside in November, in the cold. You heard it from me and from here, folks. Um, The new rules state that at a gathering, back to the article, may remove their face coverings briefly to eat or drink as long as they stay at least six feet from everyone outside their own household and put their face covering back on as soon as they are done with the activity. The latest guidelines add face coverings can also be removed to meet urgent medical needs. For example, to use an asthma inhaler, take medication, or if feeling lightheaded. Wow, the mercy that is just flowing, the mercy and grace that is flowing from on high from Gavin Newsom's office. They also said that singing, chanting, shouting, and physical exertion significantly increases the risk of COVID-19 transmission because these activities increase the release of respiratory droplets and fine aerosols into the air. Because of the singing, chanting, and shouting are strongly discouraged, the statement said. And that's where I'm going to stop reading straight from the article. Newsflash, the Grinch has come early and wants your Thanksgiving, as well as your Christmas. Don't let him take it. Now, this next story, this next guy, and I'm just going to call him a guy because that's what he is, is not necessarily a governor, but maybe he thinks he's the governor of people's souls. I don't know. I'm really trying to work on my segue still. Uh, But Pope Francis voiced his support of homosexual civil unions in a recent documentary that was released uh, recently. (laughs) So although he's not ecclesiastically recognizing this um, in the eyes of the church, he does recognize it and recommend that the uh, civil laws should recognize the um, marriage, if you want to call it, of two homosexual um, couples, two homosexual people. It is a big win for the LGBTQIAZPWXYNG community, as the Catholic Church has been one of their staunchest enemies. Now, the interesting thing to note, and this is coming from the Washington Post, I believe there's 1.3 billion Catholics in the world. So how much is this going to impact the church? Uh, I am not surprised. This pope has shown himself to be uh, conservatively deviant and is touted as much more progressive than popes past. Uh, It's a shame, but I will celebrate and I will encourage all of my fellow Protestants to celebrate the 500 plus year anniversary of the Reformation even harder than before. Now that concludes the uh, nastier bit of this episode. It's not, it, it really is not a fun time, um, but we can all be excited 
for we can all be excited and happy for just a little bits of news, a little bits of good news or interesting news. So, you know, over the summer, the governor, the government acknowledged uh, the existence of UFOs. So why should we be surprised to find that there is water on the moon? Yes, um, I, I do uh, want to emphasize, I'm not joking here. They found water on the moon, uh, on the moon NASA recently confirmed, and it's uh, and they said in a report for the first time, water has been confirmed to be present on the sunlit surface of the moon, said Paul Hertz, director of the astrophysics division at NASA's science mission uh, directorate during Monday's press conference. Uh, this report continues on to say, without a thick atmosphere, water on the sunlit lunar surface should just be lost to space, said Hannibal, now a postdoctoral fellow at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center. Yet somehow we're seeing it. Something is generating the water and something must be trapping it there. Very interesting. I will link to this article in the show notes. If all else fails, if this election year gets crazy, at least we have a backup plan. We can move to the moon. Now, in conclusion, remember that the life that you have been given and the life that you have received includes every area of life. Your Thanksgiving, your Christmas and Halloween are no exception. God bless.